0: Hey George. What's up, man? We are family. I got all my cousins in me. Yeah. yeah. Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome, welcome to Counterparts. Today's episode is from the next generation. It is called Family, and it's a, one of our favorites, actually, because it takes doesn't take place with a lot of uh, razzle-dazzle and stuff. It's really character-driven. It's really well-directed, well-written, and we're excited to talk about that episode today. So thank you for joining us. And as always, George Batista, my cousin. And um, I say that because this episode is about family. Family. It's called family, and George is my cousin, and um,
1: that's
0: all I got to say about that. Um, Yeah, so. um,
1: And I'm a red shirt, by the way.
0: Yeah, I love the red shirt. It means that you might not be here by the end of the episode. Exactly.
1: So if something happens to me by the end of this episode, you know why. Yeah,
0: probably about 40 minutes into this, there's going to be an empty chair there. don't know what, but let's see what happens. Um want to thank everybody for tuning in. We appreciate y'all very much. Um, just remember that if you do like what we're doing here, please like, share, and subscribe. Let your friends know about counterparts if they're Star Trek fans or just space fans or just like some light entertainment. You know, like we're very light here. We're not uh, – we don't go into heavy topics uh, unless, uh, you know, we talk about that it relates to something, but we don't make things uncomfortable on this show, and we appreciate your views and your support and everything. So – we appreciate that. Um, as always, we do have some merch that we enjoy uh, letting you know about. I'm wearing my, my shirt right now. And you can see there, I'm, I am I am the, the model for Counterparts. And we have cell phones. We have uh, cell phone covers. I mean, um, tote bags. We have uh, uh, mugs. We have um, some, you know, T-shirts, obviously, and some other cool stuff. So um, that actually does help the channel. It helps us support the channel, support what we're doing here, and we appreciate it. Thank you very much. What else on the uh, the agenda here? We're we gonna do. Uh, oh,
1: we got trivia, right? We got trivia. We got some news. Um. Uh, so if right. you want, yeah, if you want to start, we can start with the trivia.
0: Yeah, let's do some trivia. I love the trivia part. Um, the last couple of last weeks was really good. Yeah. Um, it was good, and we had to, We had a good Wonderful. guest on as well, and. Um, see if she shows up again. Case. I was
1: gonna say Hardy Girl. If Hardy Girl is on, I don't know girl, if she comes if she on, let's we'll see if again. she gets this uh, trivia. So, yeah. All right. All right. So, what's our trivia for this week? So, this trivia does have to do with the Next Generation. Uh-huh. Figuring oh, we're we're doing covering, their yeah. we're doing their episodes, so we might as well just stick with that. So, <clears throat> in Next Generation, there have been a few very famous, notable, historic characters that were portrayed in the Next Generation in certain episodes. Um, and uh they were portrayed by very good actors uh you know uh, portraying them now there is one notable famous character who was on next generation who actually was the only person to portray himself who was it
0: the only person to portray himself
1: correct all other characters I I on the next generation were portrayed by actors, except for this one person. I think I know. Really?
0: I think I actually know. Wow. I think I actually know.
1: I'm gonna mark it's amazing this. Amazing that down. I know
0: anything. That, but, but I've been, have been, I've been pretty good the last uh, couple of weeks. You're, last you're, was tough. I didn't get last week's, but a couple of weeks before that, I was hanging, hanging in there. Hanging in there okay. with the pros.
1: All right. Well, good, good. Well, like I said, we're going to announce this at the end of the show. So if anybody, uh, anybody has it, throw it out, and uh, we'll we'll check it at the end of the show.
0: Awesome. Cool. Cool. All right. So um, we're going to do some news. Uh, I do have to apologize. Uh, I think last week we kind of forgot the news. That was my fault. I uh, I don't know. I just I didn't want to hear the news. <laughs> I'm just tired of the news, but I I forgot and I just went right into the episode and George was like, all right, I guess no news today. (laughs) So, so, um, but, uh, but yeah, today we are going to do the news. So stay tuned for counterparts and the news. Counterparts Star Trek news updates with George Batista.
1: All right. Well, This week in Star Trek news, and actually this is a big one uh, for Star Trek Picard fans because uh, those of you who, you know, many of you probably saw that the first trailer for Star Trek Picard actually aired and uh, which features um, not only, uh, you know, Sir Patrick Stewart, but actually shows uh, Q played by John Delancey. So um, this is exciting. exciting and I'm kind of where, you know, there's a lot of speculation on what it meant, you know, so John, I don't know if you want to show that clip, but uh, it's very, very interesting.
0: Yeah, it's, it was very exciting. I, I really um, love when they uh, I mean, that you know, it's one of those characters that everyone really loved. You know, it was just whenever he came on, I was it was I always knew it was going to be one of the the, the better episodes, right? Um, And that always just made it like extremely um, cool and fun. So this is actually the trailer. We're going to play the trailer here for the new Picard. So here it is.
1: Varys? Varys? Varys! What the hell is happening here? Excellent question, Jean-Luc. Oh dear, you're a bit older than I imagined. Capitaine, how I've missed you. Kill. Welcome, my friend, to the very end of the road not taken.
0: Time has been broken.
1: We can save the future, and I will get us home together. <laughs>
0: Cool, wow, that's gonna so, be fun!
1: So, yeah, I mean, my immediate thought is first of all, Q looking older, yeah, right? but looking good too, right? Look, but it looks fantastic, Starved. and the he voice, really cool. yeah, the voice is just beautiful. The voice,
0: You know, how he says his name and how and his line and the delivery of the lines, is yeah, just, just
1: he's just perfect. Re- it's interesting because there were people that were actually complaining i was kind of reading some of the trek blogs and things and they were saying oh why would they make q look old and and you know and i'm like really i'm like first of all q actually and i i even forgot this um in the episode all good things which was the last episode of next generation was a two-part series q appeared old hmm. he came on and he actually appeared to jean-luc old um so so this is not the first time he He's appeared old, number one. Right, right, right. And again, he can do what he can appear however he wants, right? Right, exactly. So, so the you know my my the speculation is that he's appearing old to kind of appear, you know, to Jean Luc that way because Jean Luc is old, right? Right. Um. So that's the first thing, and the other thing that I take from it is somehow time has changed,
0: right. The whole right, timing. so
1: so there's timeline a or something. yeah, something there's a timeline or something has changed. Seven of nine doesn't have the the thing over her eye, and Jean lucs his uh, maids or his butlers or whatever have disappeared, and you know everything is different. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Q had anything to do with that, or I'm sure something. he did. So it's, yeah, probably. He's probably
0: but. getting. Putting him through some tests that he always does, you know exactly. Stuff
1: so, um, so yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um, that's going to be really, really, really cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's that's the huge news. Cool, love it, love it. All right, well, thank you
0: very much for that.
1: Um, and just one other thing, I just wanted to. Um, Bring up a little bit separate from the news, but um, it is kind of still news in the Star Trek world. I just wanted to give a special mention to Joanne Linville, who is the um, actress who played uh, the Romulan in in an episode of the uh, original series um, where she played the Romulan commander. OK, yeah, yeah. Of, um, so, yeah, uh, over the weekend, she passed away at 93 years old. Right. And, and and those of you who who followed uh, Star Trek continues, her her uh, character was portrayed by her daughter uh, as well in the in Star Trek continues. So which is um, uh, Amy Rydell. So, um, but wow. I just wanted to kind of give a special mention to her because uh, that episode is one of my favorite episodes yeah, yeah. Of, of the original series, and she did a fantastic job. She was actually a very, a very good actress who played in mm-hmm. Twilight Zone and and uh, Doctor Kildare and a and a bunch Hawaii Five O and a bunch of other shows. So, mm-hmm. anyway, a life well lived. Absolutely, you know, ninety three wow. years old.
0: God uh, bless. Safe travels.
1: Absolutely. Um. Cool. All right. Well,
0: thank you very much, George. So Brian Pollack has a comment. He says, oh, yeah, no news is good news. I guess that was good news. Oh, good
1: news. news. Gary Gnu. Remember
0: remember that? Gosh. Wow. (laughs) People under, I guess people under 30 are just like, yeah. What are they talking about? No idea. Yeah. Of course, they probably don't know what the hell we're talking about with the original series either. That's very true. All right, so today we covered uh, we're covering an, an episode of um, Star Trek Next Generation. It's called Family and it's basically right after <clears throat> after defeating the Borg, um, the crew kind of goes on a shore leave, right And Picard decides that he's gonna go home to his family's vineyard uh, in France and he's gonna meet his uh, you know be with his his uh, brother and you know his family and stuff and where he grew up basically so and then there's a couple of other uh shorter stories there there's one with um um Worf and his parents show up on to the on the ship right and he wants a tour and his parents are very uh they're they're humans right his parents are human so they're on the ship and then i think wesley um wesley's mom gave him a uh, dr crusher gave him a small disc that had like a recording of his father right um just a couple of like i don't know a couple of days after he was born he wanted to record this and stuff and unfortunately he passed away so he never got to really see his wesley grow up so now this is and that was kind of emotional i really, I, really I forgot about that section you know it mm-hmm. was like it was like when i was watching it again i was like oh yeah you know and i was like man you know it is is it it is an emotional thing when you um when you realize what could have been right you know when it comes to like a family member and stuff like that so um so i guess the first thing we'll talk about is we're going to talk about some performances and some actors that were on this uh on this episode which i thought were was really really top notch of course there's you have mr picard with uh, his brother and his brother was played uh, by Jeremy Kemp, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he played Robert, or as we say here in America, Robert. Robert, <laughs> we we ruin it here. Yeah, but Robert. I mean, why why would you even want to change that to Robert?
1: No way, no anyway.
0: way. But yeah, he played a wonderful uh, brother to Picard. Very, um, would you say he was not jealous, but was a was disappointed with Picard in many ways because he didn't follow he didn't keep the farm going like his father and and uh, the house the house maintained he you know he, Robert basically maintained the house exactly the way his dad right. kept it and um so I think he was sort of like I think he was almost a little bit envious of his mm-hmm. because of all the adventures that he went on and right. he went off into space and he joined Starfleet and all that stuff and. Um, but at the same time, he also had like tremendous amount of resentment towards him. So that was the, kind of like the conflict between, you know, in that episode was really heavy on that.
1: Um, Absolutely, those
0: two characters.
1: He, yeah, he, um, he definitely resented him. But he, there was, there was jealousy in there, I guess, to a certain extent. Um, like you said, he very little he, though there, because I don't was, think he wanted to go into space. No, he didn't want to go into space. But he was, but when he, there was one scene where he's talking to him about when they were kids and how he always. He was always the adventurous one. He always got this. He was always got recognized for that. He always, and right. and even though his Picard's brother was old, the older brother, he's right. the one that had to take care of them. He's the one that had to do right. all the things, be the father figure to them. Right. And Picard just, you know, did whatever he wanted to do, and it, it, that angered him.
0: It reminds me a little bit of The Godfather when you when you got Michael Colleon and and his um right. his brother, you know, right. Fredo. Fredo is the same thing as that scene of where he's just saying, you know, I'm your older brother, you know, right. and you're, and you're, you know, you're in control or everything, you know, and he's always like, um, you know, um, but anyway, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that little dynamic that they had there between brothers where the younger brother has a little bit, but I think also, you know, when you have, when, you know, you have two brothers, for instance, I think there were, there were only two, right. There were, there were, they, were, they mm-hmm. weren't, they didn't have any other siblings, right. right. When you have two, you know, The first one that comes along is the one that they're trying everything out on. It's the one that they're learning everything. You know, they kind of like trying to figure it out once they figure it out. The second one comes along and it's like, okay, yeah, he's got it. You know, Mm -hmm. they give him a little bit more freedom. I think that happens in in life, really, when you have, you you know, siblings and stuff. Um, There's a funny scene of of that funny. uh, I think it's, it's a meme where the woman is like holding the child on her her first Baby, you know everything is perfect, and and she's like, she doesn't want anybody touching the baby. Oh no, wash your hands if you're gonna touch the baby. And then the next, the next frame is her handing her kid over to the um, to a to a mechanic because she's gotta get her car, and the mechanic is all <laughs> full of grease and stuff, and the kid is holding it. So it's like
1: you get comfortable as as you yeah, go along. Yeah. Well, they they say that. I mean, and I've I've heard that from. I mean, I only have one one child, but they've. They always tell me that, like, when you get to the second or third child, it's like, like the first one, you, you know, you don't, you, you don't want any germs on this kid. Yeah, you, yeah. you make sure they're wrapped up, and you don't take them anywhere. You, you know, you make sure everything is sanitized yeah, and yeah. all this. By the second kid, it's like okay. By the third kid, it's like they just throw them in the, yeah. in the dirt, it's, and it was like, it's, like we
0: got it. You know? We know now that it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's it's. I don't think it's good, you know. But I right. think it's uh, it is what it is. I mean, with yeah. our we have two, so the first kid. Right. I mean, this episode is about family, right? So we're talking mm-hmm. about family, right? Absolutely. So, you know, the first kid comes comes in and we were like, you know, they give you the kid and then, you, and then you're leaving the hospital. And I'm like, Should, can we leave? We, there's a baby here. Somebody Shouldn't somebody come with us for a couple of weeks or something? But no, we're literally now heading home with a brand new baby. And um, after only like two, I think it was there for like maybe three days or something. Yeah. You know, because we paid for a couple extra days and stuff. Because right. Pamela liked the food, so um <laughs> complete truth. She liked. The, she okay. was. We were like in a really nice hospital, and they had like really good food. Mm-hmm. So she was just like one more day. <laughs> She's like at a resort, but um, you know. So then, then with, with with our son, although we were still very careful, and you know, but we kind of already knew. little bit of the process you know Mm -hmm. like i knew i knew how to cut the umbilical cord and all that stuff that you that you end up doing um which is kind of scary it's just like i'm like you want to cut the umbilical cord i'm like no i don't want to i (laughs) went to school for this i didn't go to school for that barely went to school suddenly i'm like performing surgery but um but i did it and it was fine you know um and it's very emotional yeah, You know, it's very emotional. So you look at these two characters here, you know, Robert and Picard and, you know, Jean-Luc Robert, <laughs> great names for, yeah. for two sons. But, um, you know, you look at their relationship and you wonder where they're finding, that that's another series. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can actually have the Picard, like the when, when the young generation, you know, like when they were kids and stuff and how that played out you know because Absolutely. you 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 can see that robert was was a worker mm-hmm. and his father probably pushed him to work and he probably at a young age had to work the fields and stuff like that you know which which you know is a it's still a, it's nice to know that that's still going on even in the in, the, in this much into the future that there's still growing wine you know the 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 there's still a vineyard where you can get you know actual wine and not send synthol and stuff all the crap that right, right. that, that uh, picard drinks
1: absolutely and you, you and the another thing that, uh, the dynamic between them was you know and again things that you see today with older versus younger let's say was the th- uh the cracks he made about technology right, right. every every argument right. was about you know, oh, in, in about te- is all that technology that you have the the hole that you guys drink is not a match for the real stuff, you know, right, the replicator. And, and because this guy was an old school guy, he did things the old way, right? They talked about um how these starships have the replicators, right? right. And he said, he said, wait, and the wife says, well, we thought about getting a replicator, but. You know, they it's it's not a replacement for the real food, right? right. You know, and that's and, that type and of
0: it's thing. not because you even we could look at this now currently with microwaves, right? Like microwaves screw up food. Oh, I absolutely. don't care who yeah. thinks you know they they love microwave. I don't know people who live in on microwave. Microwaves are horrible. Yeah, they are not only do they take the I mean, this is scientific stuff that you can look up and stuff and prove me wrong is what I always tell people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the food apparently, if you put an apple like an apple has they, they put an apple under a glow i think we talked about this before yeah. like un, under this um this um ultraviolet thing and it mm-hmm. has like this kind of energy glow to it right you put it into a microwave it jags it all up yeah. It means that, that that the actual essence of the apple what's supposed the the nutrition that it's supposed to give you it wipes it out it's gone um not to mention the fact that when you warm up anything in there it's also just disgusting you know True. so How much longer, you know, it's always for the convenience, people say, right? But I literally take a pan and I put my food into a pan. And in like five minutes, my food is warmed up Mm -hmm. naturally with fire. Right. Right. (laughs) So how much time, what what are you doing? You know, I I want you to tell me what you're doing with that extra three or four minutes that you saved. Are you building a, a spaceship? Are you curing cancer with that extra time? Or what
1: are you doing? Then I get I get pissed off. Yeah, but no, and you're right. But it's it's really it's all it's a mentality because remember the microwave is sold or technology, right? Yeah, Forget, you know is sold as the convenience. That's how they, it they sell gonna it. We're one where, where we're to, going right now. We're gonna have it comes it comes with the place. Exactly. This is the I convenient part. That. This is gonna save you the time. So even even if it takes you a, an extra minute to do this, but no, you have to use that because that is marketed as the time saver, you know, and it's, it's really in here. Yeah. Um,
0: Brian Regan talks about that where he talks about the, the pop tarts. He's reading it. It's like, you know, toast the pop tarts, you know, for a minute. And then he goes, and there's also microwave. He goes, toast the pop tarts for three seconds. (laughs) That's how much it is. (laughs) He goes three seconds. He goes, he goes, you don't. You don't got enough time to like toast a pop tart for a minute. <laughs> you don't got that kind of time. He goes. I tell you what. If you got a zap. Uh, what well, he said. If you got a zap fry your um your pop tart, you better loosen up your schedule. <laughs> 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 you better. You don't know how to live life. You know. Yeah. But it's true, it's true. You know. It's like how much time are you really saving that you're not utilizing it? You know. I can understand somebody who's like really like a like a mo- a single mom with four kids. Right. You know what I mean? She's got to get the kids out the door. She's got to warm up food. Mm She got. I understand. I'm. I'm not. I'm not completely heartless about that. Right. Some people it does benefit them. But the the you know if you can do it, just use a pan and use fire. Fire's (laughs) been around a long time. Yeah. Right. It's been around a long time. Right. It's gonna be around a long time coming. You know, fire works.
1: You should have never.
0: You don't have to make it. It's like a, the Fender Telecaster. It was like the best guitar ever made. <laughs> and then everything else, it can, oh, it's fine. Les Paul's fantastic. All those guitars are great. But when you go back to a Tele... It was the first thing that Leo Fender made was a Fender Telecaster. It was perfect. If you go back to 1957 and you grab one and you buy one made today in 2021, and you put them side by side, they're basically the same instrument because mm-hmm. he made it right the first time. No reason to like mess around with it. No reason, no reason to like get away from fire.
1: <laughs> Let's hear it for fire! <laughs> fire! <laughs> but um, I so, but I anyway, I thought that that dynamic was interesting in the in with within those characters and how he he um you know he ragged on him for all the technology that he uses and stuff like that. And and Robert was looking for, I mean, he was literally looking to pick a fight in the whole episode, right?
0: It looked like and- he was there hostile right yes. from the minute he landed he was just he wanted
1: to be i don't know what he wanted but he was just yeah he had some hostility he had i mean think about it he hasn't seen his brother for 20 years so you've got you've got hostility pent up for 20 years of this of re- the resentment and all this that he had you know towards him so now he sees him and he's going to he's going to get him he's going to get it out of him you know and then no and it's interesting because he knew what he went through he knew that uh, the the Borg had taken him, but I don't think the- it was real to him, maybe not I mean I he think so. i mean he said he asked and he does ask him what did they do to you he says right. i know I know what happened, but I don't know how he you doesn't f- know
0: yeah, yeah, and I don't he think knows. anybody really would know right what un- unless you were really you know taken over by the Borg right. um, but it's sort of like. It's sort of like when you when someone gets into a really bad marriage, you know. It's like, right. yeah. it's like what did you do? <laughs> you know, nobody really knows what that person is going through in that thing that they're exactly. involved in, and they yeah, stay with true. it for a very long time. You know, that's what I mean, they and they they you know they make it work. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, But um, when you're you know taken over by the Borg, it's a little bit of it's a little different than than marriage. Well, I much, when that happens, but. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, today. are you comparing me to the Borg again? <laughs> I'm just, just joking, it's just yeah, but again,
1: that's all right. I compare my wife to the Klingons all the time, so <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I wake up and I'm like, ah! <laughs> so,
0: so yeah, so I think that their relationship was, was um, started off rough, you know, and of course, they had that funny fight, you know. Um, yeah you know, where they were kind of beating each other up and stuff. But then he really let it out at that point. I think right. that's what he was holding. That was the aggression and the anger and the frustration because on one hand, he realizes he could have been on this beautiful farm. Right. He could have been lived this life. He could have had a wife. He could have had a kid, you know, just like his brother. is. So he could have had all these things, but no, he goes up to space and, you know, Borg and all that stuff. So he's coming down like, you know don't you dare tell me that i made a mistake going to starfleet don't you exactly. dare tell me about technology don't you dare about this and that and then finally at the end when they have that uh, altercation they then he st- then it all comes out exactly and then and then and
1: then it breaks your heart it does and then, you, then it does. you realize what the pain that he really did go through yes yes and he and again he he has to be the almighty starship captain that holds it in right because remember in the beginning of the episode i think it was beverly uh either beverly or uh, i don't know if it was beverly or, or counselor troy one of them asked her troy She's- she says are you okay right and he's yeah, like he's troy. like i'm fine i'm fine but you realize right there he's not fine no he's not he's not fine he and and he's going there's a reason like, why he's fine. He, and, and, and honestly <laughs> if you think about it from the and and I, and again the writing of it right why is he going there in the first place Right. Right. Why is he going to see his family? Because right. of the trauma that he went through, he's yeah. having doubts in his mind. And and then one of the other in uh parts of the story which is kind of in the middle is that he gets offered a job. Right. To stay on earth hmm. to do like a the this uh geological surveys and and they, I guess there's they're trying to dig out Atlantis <laughs> right and uh, there's a whole project and they actually would love him to head the project and the interesting thing is that he actually thinks about it he thought he about actually it. he thought about it he said and I you know so he's saying to himself okay I went through this traumatic experience and I could stay here where everything is safe. I can right. just do this job, you know, but then in his mind is like, but am I going to, you know, you could probably think of himself as saying, am I going to be really happy here doing this? Right. right. You know, right. So it's, interesting. I mean, it's probably the first time, maybe not the first time, but maybe
0: it might've been the first time with that because that was more traumatic than he hadn't been through anything like that. You know, right. he, even uh, we covered the episode chain of command, Right. you know, where he was tortured. Um, I don't think it had any. It was nothing like having no. being taken over by the board because your your thoughts are being controlled, right? You know, you're killing people and you don't want to kill people, you know. Um, so I, it it might have been the first time he ever thought of actually leaving Starfleet, you mm-hmm. know. And it yeah. was a, it would have been a good opportunity for him. He could have lived at home. He could have been chilled out. He put his time in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He he didn't really have anything to be ashamed of. Right. You know, but you know, he's a, you know, he's a Starfleet captain, and a lot of these guys don't want to ever leave that chair, you know, exactly. because they, they love and they're born for that, for that uh that uh that opportunity. So there's a couple of other stories going on in the middle, <laughs> family again, because the episode is called Family. Right. So there's three stories about family there. And this one is uh with a uh, Wharf and his parents who come to visit him. <laughs> Wharf is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um come to visit him. And so Worf at this point has been um, decommissioned or the, what's it not decommissioned? Uh, Discombination. Discombination. Yeah. And um, so he basically lost his rank that he had worked really hard for. um, And his parents are coming over. Now his parents are totally understanding, you know, but I think Worf being Klingon, you know, there's this pride thing, right. Um, And there's no way that he doesn't want to show weakness. At anything, you know, including his parents who are very loving and very uh, supportive. And um, his father goes around saying, he goes, yes, I got I got the specs at home. I got all the specs (laughs) of the ship. So I know everything. I want a full tour, you know, and he's like, I can't give you a full tour now, father. You know, well, we'll get some, you know, we'll find somebody, you know. And so uh, he gets Geordi to basically give him the tour. Um, But there's the struggle. I think he he comes to terms with the fact that he's just loved. Yeah, you know what I mean, and then he has to realize, okay, yeah, it's not about that; it's just about being loved. <clears throat> and he says to them, you know, I'm glad you're here. You know, yeah, um, right? And and that that that's dwarf's way of saying I love you, right? Because exactly, you know what I mean. He doesn't really say that too often.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And he's he's at, at first when he they announced that uh, that his parents are coming. He first of all he doesn't even know his parents right. are coming. He's just like what? <laughs> He's like what? They're actually coming to visit me and and you know and it it's it, it I I think it's so interesting because you have parents and and again this kind of relates to today. Right. You know you have par- a human parents who adopt a, a Klingon child. This child is different, really, right? He was I, and I think they said he was I don't know if it was the only Klingon in the in the class or something like that. Um yeah. and all the ridicule and the and the fights and all the things that he had to deal with because he was different. Mm-hmm. But his parents loved him and did everything for him and provided him such a great upbringing. They didn't care, right? And 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 that was and that was their message to him. Right. You know, we love you no matter what whether it's a discommendation or whatever happened, doesn't matter. We love you because we're your parents, you know. Right. That, that, it's that unconditional love that was there. Yeah. And that's what and, he realized. Right. That's what he realized. Because I don't think he was
0: um I don't think he felt that because he's even though he's was raised by human parents, being a Klingon neurologically. <laughs> you're yeah. born differently. you're built, differently. Way. You're built yeah. differently and not just that but he's also been very proud of his heritage right. of his planet right. and he he studied all of it and he knows how to he knows a lot about the history of the planet and his people and stuff so um so he has that you know going and i think his parents don't visit him too often so you know having them come back again is sort of like bringing him back to childhood mm-hmm. when he had all these difficulties and trying to fit in and all this stuff, and you could see his awkwardness even talking to them. You know, like he's almost like uncomfortable talking to them. You mm-hmm. know, until the end where he kind of realizes, oh, they just love me. You know, it's like,
1: yeah, fine. You know, yeah, he, he goes through kind of he he goes through waves in the episode because there are times where he's like upset of right. what his father's saying. His father, because his his, his father is a little bit of he's a eccentric, I guess you could Very, call him. Yeah, right,
0: he's a loud Um. <laughs> Very smart guy, also did right. a lot of work. He's an yeah. engineer himself, and he, right. so he knows a lot about ships. So, you know, he wants to he's excited to be on a ship, you know, right. uh, not a, not just a ship, but the ship, the flagship, right, right. flag uh, you know, so he's excited. He wants a full tour and everything, you know, and his son is chief security of the whole damn place. You know what mm. I mean? So he's like, definitely, you know, I want You know I'm proud of that, you know, so I think that bothers him a little bit. Yeah um his yeah. father and, and you know Worf is always he's he, wharf is a, a real interesting character because he's not necessarily like a lot of other klingons mm-hmm. you know klingons usually are like hey, uh, you know they're always like and he has a very reserved personality he's he's quiet he's kind of shy yeah. you know, he doesn't really want to be out and his father is kind of the opposite so that kind of makes him uncomfortable and yeah. his mom is very much uh, just she's just typical mom loves right. him and stuff. And, and you know, speaks uh, words of wisdom to him, you know. Um, but it, it does take a, a moment for him to kind of get that, you know, and he does get it, obviously, you know, which is uh, which is important.
1: Yeah, he was um, I mean, and I understand how, the character wise, why he's like that, which is, again, I think brilliance of the writing of the character, because he's. He's raised with human parents, and then he goes through Starfleet, right? Right. So even though he, inside him, he's still Klingon. He still has the pride. He still has that. But he's able to present himself in a way that's acceptable to Starfleet and to and to his crew. And he's able to, he's able to kind of be one of them, right? Right. Because you know, and they were talking about it. I think um, when when Gene Roddenberry first uh made next generation there were people that were uh, outraged that he would have a klingon on the bridge right because i mean I it, there, yeah. how could you do this right you know because he has to look yeah because the Klingons that, later yeah because it years well, 100 years ago they were the mortal enemies right right so it's like oh, now you actually have them on the bridge but again it shows the evolution right of sense. of the whole thing because now it is a, there's a treaty with the klingons where we're friends with them they actually you know right. you have that whole thing
0: yeah yeah so
1: and you know i was also going to say that
0: it's there's also a little bit of um holding down like warf i think because you know warf the the klingon general personality is pretty you know pretty loud right they're pretty uh, out there they're very opinionated they're loud For the most part i mean from the ones that you can see you know the typical Mm -hmm. group of klingons right um but for him to be in starfleet he couldn't be that way
1: right exactly he
0: wanted to be in starfleet so it was like he had to tone that down so -hmm. it became part of his personality even though he had the fire and he could like rip somebody's head off if he had to Mm -hmm. you know you still didn't you still understood that he had to kind of represent starfleet so he had to be a little bit more chilled out and i think his father might have pulled pull you know pushed some buttons on him and you right. want to be like stop it <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and, and so he's gotta like hold it down and stuff you know so um but yeah I mean I get that also you know from from my kids you know like for instance like i went out with my my daughter and my son and we had the stroller and i took my <laughs> because that is what i do but I took my um a little white wi-fi a wireless speaker that i have mm-hmm bluetooth thing and i hung it up on the thing and then i connected to my phone and i started playing music as we we're going down the street
1: nice nice
0: and my daughter's like put it down turn it down dad, <laughs> it down." And i'm like why you don't like this song you know we're like listening to 70s because my son likes um what's that song up down
1: get boogie down oh
0: earth wind, fire. earth wind and fire so he likes earth wind and fire because right. you know i played him awesome. so we played that song so um um so yeah, she was like, you know. So I understand sometimes, you know, parents can ma- make their kids a little bit in- embarrassed and stuff like that, you know.
1: I, I yeah, I always, I mean, I always. You know, it's funny because I I when I see that episode with 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 uh Wharf and his parents, I think about myself when my daughter's older, or even now, really, because my daughter's a teenager. Right? She's gonna. Yeah, be I mean, think about
0: it. You're live on a show right now wearing
1: a star. star Trek right, I know, and I'm like. <laughs> And I'm like, so... That yeah, is yeah. my father, I mean, ladies and gentlemen. That's my Thank father cool wearing a freaking red Starship Star Trek shirt.
0: Yeah, that's my know. dad. My dad with a weird beard and the hat, the cowboy hat.
1: Yep, that's and, my dad. Uh, no, it's true. And I, and I, you know, my, my, um, the way I threaten my daughter is that I'm going to embarrass her in some way if she doesn't do <laughs> I do that sometimes,
0: too. <laughs> you know. I'm, like, I'm like, going to embarrass you. I'm going go to go to your
1: thing really loud in this exactly. or I'm going to go, or I'm going to go to your next dance and I'm going to go like right in the middle and I'm going <laughs> to put my Star Trek <laughs> shirt on and I'm going to like break dance in the middle. <laughs> And you would do it. And I would do it. Absolutely. (laughs) Just to prove a point. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) So So, moving on
0: to our third uh, story is uh, with Wesley. Wesley. So here, uh, apparently he's uh, 18 years old now, right? And his mom, Dr. Crusher, was um, holding on to this thing. And I think she just found it. It was in storage or something. And they brought it to her. And she had this little chip. And it had this uh, hologram of wesley's father giving him a a talk when right. he was, wesley was just born right so he 18 years later he felt she was kind of conflicted giving it to him because she thought is it going to make it worse or is it going to make it better i she wasn't really sure i always think that it's better mm-hmm. it's, you know because i we we should feel emotion it's not bad thing feeling emotion i think too much in society right now we're trying to find things to suppress emotions right whether it's medication or whether it's uh you know some kind of a medita- meditation I'm trying to control my emotions no i think that you should feel i think we should feel whatever it is that comes up and then confront it and then handle it you know and then have people around us that are there to to you know to love and to to respect us and stuff and she wasn't sure what to do and i um Obviously, she made the right decision. You know, um, she gave him the uh, the the chip, and he got to see it. And um, I believe, let me just check real quickly here on this episode, who played? Um, well, obviously, Will Wheaton played the uh, the dad. Do you remember who played
1: the who, the father?
0: Yeah, it doesn't say it on here.
1: I don't know if oh, I.
0: Jack Jack Crusher, Doug worked. Okay. Yeah, Jug Wirt uh, played uh, Jack Crusher, right. which was uh, his father. And um, he played – it was a great. He did a great job. Mm-hmm. Very simple uh, uh, monologue that he had to deliver, but he did it really well and very believable. Um, you also believe that that's his dad too, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. Which is kind of funny because he's only there – he's probably only <clears throat> 24, 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Wesley is about 18, so it's kind of interesting to see them – you know together there and stuff. So, um very sweet part of the story there, uh, one of those subplots. Mm-hmm. Um it actually was not they didn't spend a lot of time on it. This is the brilliance of of next generation because um and the writing, mm-hmm. you know, and and not just next generation, but a, a lot of these shows, you know, they they know how to write so well that they can I they can give you a whole full perspective Of what's happening within three to four minutes right you know i mean these scenes have to be tight you know because the show is only an hour long but yet in this show look at all the stuff that we're talking about it happened in only a one hour show
1: right
0: you know what i mean it was like the 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 conflicts between picard and his brother wesley and and wharf they all had stories intertwining you know and and other things going on in the ship and and it just it just blends together so well within that one hour. And that's why the writing on Star Trek and a lot of these uh, TV shows has to be so tight. Yes. You know, you cannot yes. have a conversation. Like you want to go there? Yeah, let's go. All right, cool. All right. You know, you, you have to cut out, you know, all right, let's go. That's the scene. People are, know what the next thing is. Right. Because you know, I was watching the, the scenes with, uh with Dr. Crusher and, that scene with uh, uh Troy, Counselor Troy, she was. It was very quick. Mm-hmm. It was a very quick scene, you know. But it it within that whole scene, you got the whole gist. Exactly. You got exactly. the whole gist in that one yeah. scene that they had together, and that was it, you know. Yeah. So I love that they do that. They do that. And they're just really experts at that.
1: Yeah, they don't leave loose ends anywhere. You they no, you they, they tighten that. each end perfectly where you yeah. you know. I mean, anybody can come in. And not know anything about star trek and watched those scenes and know exactly what's going right. on with yeah this characters.
0: is actually a standalone episode it is um it is you know other than the fact that you know you don't know what happened with the borg but if you understand that you know picard went through something with the borg if you've never seen any star trek episode at all this one you can watch from start to finish and get a good gist of these characters and uh, and just really get good storytelling
1: yeah and the other and the other brilliant thing i like about what they did in this one Particularly, and th- and again, you said next generation does it really, really well. Is they have the stories? All the stories are related, meaning that they're all about family. That's number right. one. But you get to see three things. They introduce three parts of family that you've never seen before. Right? Right? You right. see Picard's brother. Uh, I mean, Picard's family that you've only heard about. But you've never seen them before. So they introduced it. Now you get to see them. You see Worf's parents that you've never seen before, you've heard about. Okay. They're there. You see Jack Crusher, which you've again, you've heard about, but they're all introduced one right after the other in this beautifully, you know, this beautiful uh uh you know mosaic. episode. Exactly, a mosaic. And so it's not only it's all together. It's it's that's why the whole episode is called family. Cause it's not just about one family. It's literally right. like three families right, right, and then they're, and they're all new characters. Yeah. And, and I love when they
0: do that. Cause you know, these are backstories, you know, it's yes. like you get to know the character better. Cause this is only season four, right? So you right. still had, we still had three more seasons to go. And this was only, I think episode two, right. Of, of season four, maybe, or maybe not. I don't remember. I don't I think remember it, which one it was, but I think it
1: I don't remember if it was, it wasn't, but, um, actually no it was it was it was episode yeah, it no was you're two. right it, it was one or two because i think at the end of the previous one is where he gets captured right 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 and at the and end yeah so i think it is episode 2 yeah,
0: yeah. i think it is episode 2 so you know you you realize that these characters are going to go on for a whole other season yep. and then they go on for three more after that or four five six seven yeah for three more after that so you realize that and plus the movies Right. giving them these backstories and doing these episodes really you know really brings these characters more to life for people right. and makes them more real it makes them more uh, um more relatable mm-hmm. and they get to see them you know now when people see Wesley they're going to know about his dad Jack and what happened mm-hmm. so you can use these these stories for you know, moving forward in dialogue exactly you know you, know, you can in dialogue and, and it helps because people are familiar with it they're gonna know oh yeah you know that was his dad jack
1: yeah it's interesting and it it related i mean you know i found something interesting in it because um for me personally like you know when i watch that especially well more with wharf's story and also uh wedley's story that has to do with the parents it has to do with the fa- there's a father figure there right. you know and me just going f- through father's day this is yeah. i think the second father's day where my dad's not around cuz he passed away a couple of years ago you That's know right. Right. so you have that there's an emotional component just personally watching these you know watching right. these episodes and seeing you know like wow you know the relationship that they have sure. with that you know that sometimes you take for granted right sure. sometimes oh, yeah. you know when my dad was around i didn't see him as much as i should have you know i didn't see him as much as i wanted and then after of course now my dad's not here you're like wow you know maybe i should have yeah. spent some more time with him you know that type sure. of thing
0: sure yeah absolutely yeah. i mean it's a very emotional thing yeah. and you know especially when you're when you're talking about you know passing on and stuff and wesley never really got to meet his dad so i have some reality in that you know right if i had a little thing that my mom gave me it goes here's a little <laughs> vhs tape <or> a <laughs> cassette player yeah. or a, a, an eight track of your dad, you know, saying saying something. But <clears throat> you know, I had my grandpa, so and my yep. grandfather filled my filled those shoes better than anybody could have. Um, but yeah, you know, when you're talking about family and you're talking about um putting stories together on family, it's very difficult to find stories that not only are not, are not cheesy, mm-hmm. yeah. You know? All these stories are not cheesy, you know what I mean? Because right. you can easily get cheesy and a lot of when you're talking about family and you're talking about these things but these stories were very powerful and they were written extremely well yeah um and i when you know me right i'm, I'm a father i just went through father's day as well my uh i guess my daughter is 10 years old so it's my my 10th fa- father's day um actually you know i i don't know if, if i told you this george but i found out that pamela was pregnant on father's day Really, June 2010. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, June 2010, and then a year later, it was it was Father's Day. I remember I got home and I was amazing. Yeah, no, I was I was I was shooting a film actually, and it was one of those films that was really um like I had to be underneath it. I was like a a, it was a dirty movie. (laughs) No, it was a film where I was under. Did those kind of films? Yeah. (laughs) Um. Anyway, so (laughs) that's gonna go somewhere else. But then I'm like. Let me not go there. So, but it was under. I was shooting like on, in a dirty uh, basement and stuff. Right. So I came home and I was exhausted. So I jumped in the shower and I go laid down. And then my my wife brought in the little test and she oh, hands okay. it to me in a little box. Wow, it's Father's Day. I have no. But I don't. I didn't even think about Father's Day because I had seen. I already spoken right. to my father, my grandpa earlier. So I get this uh this thing. I open it up and it says you know um pregnant or something on it. You know. Right, so I'm looking at it. I don't really have my glasses on. I'm like going like, and I put them on. I'm like, I was like, are you serious? It was like, you start bawling and everything. And then I realized, oh my God, it's Father's Day.
1: So that's it's pretty, awesome. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So yeah. No, I was I- going to say that I mean, they, the feeling, right. It's such a weird feeling when you, when you get that news, right. Man. You, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know if you know, and this is kind of off topic, but I don't know if you, if you, when you became a dad, did your emotions change meaning like do you find yourself more emotional now Oh way oh yeah than, than, than and then then it's you-
0: definitely not off topic it's uh, this is what we're talking about family this episode with uh with the these um you know these situations but yeah no i mean it's way more like i'm i'm still amazed at my kids like i still get like i'm still like just looking at them and whenever my my daughter is talking to me you know i'm just listening and like, my God, you know, and even with with uh, with Pamela, you know, I'm like usually like, you know, if, if Ben is talking and he's like telling me, he goes, no, because if you get one of the, the things, then you're going to you know, he's telling me about how to how to play a yeah. game, you know, right, and right, then right. Not, but then you're going to die. So you don't want to do that. You want to go. Over, you know, He's telling me the whole story. And I'm just like tapping, you know, Pamela. I'm like, can you believe this? this is like our <laughs> son and these are our kids. So, yeah, I'm way more emotional now. i Cry at insurance commercial. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm like, I I'm, cry at the opening of a Grand Union. You know, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's funny true. because I. I I'm it, very my, emotional, man. It's after, weird. Before my, before my daughter was born, I was always, you know, like this, uh, you know. And, you know, and then after my daughter was born, I, I and I remember the first time it happened to me, this was probably, you know, within a year or maybe, you know, or maybe a little over, maybe two years after she was born. And I'm in the shower one day and I'm thinking about her. Like and she had done something funny, and I'm just kind of thinking about that. and just out of nowhere, a wave of emotion hits wow. me, and I just start to ball. Wow! In the shower, I just start to ball, and I don't know why. It was just like I was thinking about it, and, and I don't know if it was like I do that. Too. I, oh, I, I was. Gosh. I don't know if it's because I held it in for so long, maybe. Horribly, yeah, yeah. But it just came out of me, and I remember leaving that going. I can't believe that, you know, wow. like this little girl yeah. made this guy, you know, yeah, the, you know, yeah. just cry out of nowhere, you know? Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah. It, it's an, yeah, I do. that too. <laughs> like I'll think about something funny. He'll like, I'll be walking down the street and just think about that and just smile and laugh. And yeah. Just, yeah. Like, it's about how amazing, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it is a really emotional thing uh, being a dad and, and um, just, you know, being a, uh, and being a responsible dad, you know what right, I mean? Like right. not being a, a dad, because they're
1: anybody could know, be a, just
0: a dad, be a dad, you know, or, to be the father is biological there, father, or, you know I mean? exactly. You know, but to be, uh, and not to say that you know, even you know, people that have been divorced, I know some people that are divorced and they're great fathers, you know, absolutely. I mean, just the absolutely marriage didn't work out for whatever reason, but they're always present for their kids, yes, they're always there, you know, what I mean, so it's not just that, um, you know, but it's really uh, a very needed thing in the especially in the puerto rican and minority communities where fathers are just so absent like 70 percent or something ridiculous and numbers are so so tragic you know what i mean right and it's like all all these kids needs are fathers man you know they just need fathers (laughs) that you know and it's not like you know i don't know about i don't know if you have this and we're gonna jump off this topic and talk about star trek again but um (laughs) i don't know about you but do you have also like the discipline that you put in like a father puts in like i've never hit my kids i've never done that i I will never hit my kids it's not we i just don't believe in that that works exactly um people have to each their own i just don't believe it works personally for me right um and but there's a tone that a father has. There's a discipline that a father has that is completely different than a mother. And I feel yes. bad sometimes because yes. Pamela sometimes cannot handle certain situations. And if I come in and I'll be like, "All right, I'm gonna count. If if in five seconds, if you guys don't have your pajamas on, you know, we're gonna and then I'll be five, four, they're like, no way, <laughs> and you're yes. running, and they get sure. this, you know, and they it, it it puts discipline in. You know, like there's something about the the voice of a dad that yes. you
1: need yeah no i agree absolutely and it's the same thing with me i've never had to i've never had to hit my daughter and i i'm the same i you know have the same uh thought process that it, to me it doesn't work for me right. at all and i and my daughter's never even done anything to warrant right. it anyway Worthy right, it. right. <laughs> exactly but but you know those times where you do have to instill the discipline i could i didn't i didn't even have to because all I had to do was give her that look. Yeah, the look and say, you know, this is not, you know, whatever that whatever I said. Yeah. And boom, you yeah. know, she would just look at me with those eyes. Yeah. Because, you know, that it was there, you yeah. know, and the lesson is there, right? Yeah. That that lesson of and and I and I explained it too. This is why we don't do this, you know, right. and this is the lesson to this, you know. Right. And, you right. know, but but um but yeah, the dad has that 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 yeah. thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, obviously. You know, moms are good too. No, moms are
0: moms do moms do most of the work, so I can't complain. But I'm just kidding. Moms are all right.
1: (laughs) What was it, John? They they do their things. What what, I remember, uh, John, you and we'll wrap up after this. But John, you said to be once that um, being a dad is like when when you equate it to work, like uh, dad is like Bob from accounting, right? Right. Right. something like that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: That is yeah, I'm like uh I'm like Bob from accounting, but I get called in when uh, when things get really when uh, things get oh yeah, oh, the IT guy or something. Yeah, the IT guy when <laughs> things really get bad. I got to got to come in and I got to fix shit. <laughs> funny funny uh, man. Cool. All right. Well, there you have it ladies and gentlemen. That was our uh the that was actually a full episode of not only Star Trek, but family, life. <laughs> Star Trek family but even our own personal lives there. I hope you uh, appreciate um, we appreciate you listening to that. So, um, let's do some trivia now. Yes. Um, I think I know what the answer is for this All one. Right. so
1: we're, we're uh, gonna see if John uh gets this, uh, it this week. So, again, the, the trivia question is, um, who is the only person uh in Next Generation to actually play themselves on? the on the on uh, in an episode now this is a person who's a very famous person in in history a very famous person in society um but he played himself in this in the show so who was the only person john obama no um
0: <laughs> I, you saw uh, that episode yeah <laughs> we must get oh i can't really do an obama okay. um stephen hawking you are correct yes. very good
1: shot I kind of, I I remember the episode and I thought to myself, who was, uh, he was, he was around the table playing cards with data, uh, Albert Einstein and Isaac. Newton. Right. I love that episode. Yeah. It's a cool
0: episode. Um, I, I, man, that whole trans, that whole, uh, what do you call it? The hologram, the holodeck. I mean, holodeck. Yeah. Oh man. That holodeck is so cool. Isn't that (laughs) awesome? But you know, the crazy thing is now that I just had a friend of mine tell me, um, about these those glasses or 3D glasses. Yeah. And he's like he's blown away by this right now. It's, it's only like 300 bucks. You literally put it on and you are where you are right there. You're looking around, you're wherever you want to be. You like literally can be at a concert, at the front row of a concert and you're watching a concert. But not that only can sure. you watch the concert, you can turn around and look at and the audience people behind you and look <laughs> at people around you and next to you and everything. Be right at the guy con- it, it is he was telling me that it's the most bizarre thing he's ever seen and that the technology is already there for us to do this and there's another thing where you where you strap yourself on this uh this circle and the circle is sort of like a treadmill Uh it moves so you can actually run on it and so you and and you have this stick that is like your gun and you have this headset and stuff and the guy the guy's like (laughs) (laughs) he's running and he's running and i'm i think i can't even imagine what he's looking at but uh, yeah but anyway i was just thinking about that holodeck all right well folks want to thank you very much please like share and subscribe if you like these conversations with me and george here we talk about star trek but obviously we talk about everything else right this is a this is a show where we build a bridge between star trek and everything else and that's what it's all about so we hope you enjoyed uh this evening's uh presentation and uh, we will see you all next week um i don't know what date it is but we will see you on that date and uh hope you can tune in. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a wonderful week ahead. God bless you all. Take care. And as always, peace.